Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hi, this is Malayan Verveer. And this is Kim Azzarelli. We are co-authors of the book Fast Forward, How Women Can Achieve Power and Purpose. And you're listening to Seneca Women, Conversations on Power and Purpose, brought to you by the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. So welcome to this special edition of Seneca Women, Conversations on Power and Purpose. During these difficult times, we're bringing you conversations with women and men leaders who are using their power for purpose. We'll talk to experts uh, and leaders on the front lines of the coronavirus and share tips, tactics, and inspiration. Today, I am just delighted to be joined by Dr. Gail Saltz. She's the Clinical Associate Professor of Psychiatry at the New York Presbyterian Hospital and the host of the media podcast, Personality. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Saltz. Thanks for having me today. So, <laughs> so much to talk about um, on your topic So the coronavirus has struck, uh, I would say, fear and anxiety in much of the world in a very uh, fast manner. How is mental health a concern in this moment? I think mental health right now is is a very close second to to physical health at this moment. Um, Obviously, I know you know people are appropriately concerned about the virus, and you know those who will get extremely ill and those who will uh, perhaps die of this virus. That being said, those numbers are probably much, much, much smaller than the number of people who are going to suffer really debilitating mental health issues during this time because this is new, because it's entirely changed our structure as, a, as, as the way we function in society because of the understandable anxiety and fear related to the virus because of financial difficulties and stresses that people are having as a result of what 
what's occurring, reaction to the virus, because people are having to stay, you know, socially distanced and perhaps, and in fact, often are being socially distanced in close quarters with people that they aren't usually, uh, you know, in close quarters with. And that is changing a lot of dynamics and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, at best case, fraying fraying your nerves, but uh, for some people doing more than that. And it's important to remember that, you know, at some point or another, close to half of all Americans will have a mental health issue. And those who already do are going to have an even more difficult time dealing with what's going on. So I want to unpack a lot of what you just said, because you've touched on so many incredibly important uh, topics in this moment. So I hear a lot of people facing just general anxiety, um, and I, I think it has to do with this lack of control, uh, fear, isolation. What are you finding is the mix? Is it is there one thing that's really driving this, or is it just a combination? I think it depends on the person, you know, which things stoke you more so. But I, generally speaking, um, uncertainty, I would put close to the top of the list. I think for most people, uh, uncertainty, which, you know, we've learned to accept in different areas of day-to-day life, you know, you cross the street and obviously no one can promise you 100% that you won't get hit by a car. Um, But we cross the street all the time or we get in our cars and drive all the time, even though there is the possibility of being in an accident. We've learned to accept uncertainty in certain arenas, but now we're being presented with a, a sort of never seen before new whole host of uncertainties. And that makes people very anxious, appropriate, you know, in some ways that, that, that's a normal response. Right. And I think most people are understandably anxious, but for some people it's, it's really difficult to deal with the uncertainty. And you could, you know, add on to that the lack of control. Um, many things will be taken out of your control, financial markets, um, you know, potentially depending. I mean, you have the ability to socially isolate yourself. Does that 100% mean you won't get the virus? Not necessarily, um, because it's impossible to be, you know, on another planet. <laughs> but uh, so that lack of control in that sense um, is, is difficult for a lot of people, and that this is a health issue. And that, you know, there are people who are going to die from the virus. So being faced with mortality um, and illness is something that typically does stoke anxiety and fear in people. And so are there, are there, tactics you're recommending finding for that uh, that ability to deal with uncertainty? Well, generally speaking, the more one pushes back um, and, and seeks reassurance for uncertainty, usually the worse it gets. So uh, people, for example, are looking at the news about every 60 seconds in a wish that something is going to pop up that would give them some certainty. You know, like they found the thing whatever it is, you know, that, that there's some answer. Right. And uh, the more that one looks around for a way to undo those feelings or to get certainty, um, usually the, the worse it, it makes it. So really what I would tell people at this time is it is about accepting that there will be a certain degree of uncertainty while keeping perspective that still, relatively speaking, these are small numbers, you know, that more people are dying, you know, of the flu still at this point from what we can see from testing at this juncture. So in other words, 
uh, a certain amount of acceptance, a certain amount of giving it perspective of, you know, the kinds of numbers that we're talking about. Uh, using distraction um, is important at this time, honestly. There are, you know, you got to be creative about the ways that you can distract yourself from focusing exclusively on this material and in rooting yourself in other more certain, more stable parts of your life, whether that's socially talking to people, online, hopefully, or on the phone, hopefully, <laughs> um, you know, because you want to shore up and keep and maintain those good relationships, then that's good for you, uh, whether that's trying to embed yourself in work as much as you're able to, uh, to concentrate on that and focus on that as a distraction from the news at hand, even though I recognize you'll mostly be doing that from home and that makes it harder, right. uh, but still doing that and activities that are distracting, you know, whether that's watching, you know, a comedy or, or, or playing a game with, with people that you're socially isolated with or, um, you know, going online and doing a, a virtual tour of a zoo or museum as people have discovered, you know, is possible, um, that distraction during this time is important as well. We'll be back after this break. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Business. It's all the things that keep this world turning. And behind every one of these companies is a partner helping to keep it all moving. It's why the local flower shop and your favorite pizza joint, the startup and the stadium, hospitals and hotels, banks and restaurants nationwide, all choose the advanced network, cybersecurity solutions, and round-the-clock trusted partnership from Comcast Business, the company that powers more businesses than anyone else. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Restrictions apply. Call or visit ComcastBusiness.com to learn more. So you also touched on, you know, maintaining healthy relationships with our loved ones or other people that we are isolated with. Um, it kind of brings up that joke, which maybe uh, you've heard, which is, you know, for better, or for worse, but not for lunch um, kind of thing. So, you know, now it's yeah. like, well, here we are all the time together. Um, right. And I think people are coping with that in different ways. Uh, we, you know, we hear that, for example, 
divorce rates have gone up in the other countries already. Um, and, uh, and so what do you recommend as it relates to, uh, you know, dealing with this new? Yeah. It, I mean, this is really important because, you know, relationships are, are, you know, honestly, they're the number one source of happiness in life. And, uh, um, you know, they're, they're vitally important. And, and actually when people are struggling from a mental health perspective, one of the things that we're pretty much uniformly recommend in an office to a patient who has depression or has anxiety disorder is to socially interact with other people because it helps. Um, so uh, whether it's maintaining stability of the relationships that are close of the people that you're in touch with, or but also distracting from those relationships and being able to talk to people that are you're not socially isolated with is a help. So you know, getting on, you know, having kids get on the computer with grandma and grandpa even though you're not together, um, is time that your kids aren't necessarily underfoot for you, um, but are, you know, having socialness and are with, with the grandparents who may feel isolated. Um, you know, it's okay for you, for example, as a couple, to still have, quote, dinner out with your friends by setting up your computer, making dinner, you know, having the kids have dinner earlier and, you know, entertain themselves while you, you know, have your computer date you know, with your friends. That, that is, a, a, I would say, a good thing to do in terms of maintaining some sort of normalcy. But your point about um, getting frustrated with everybody who's home, yes, you know, you know, people do not stay, you know, home and collected together all the time. And what we are seeing is, you know, the concern obviously about divorce, but there's also concern about um, domestic violence yes. rates going up. Um, and, uh, people getting incredibly frustrated with their children, realizing, oh, we should be paying teachers a whole lot more than we are paying them. Who knew? <laughs> um, that it is, it is difficult. And really what, I, what I'm saying to people is the more that you can maintain structure in your day. So get up at your usual time, shower, have, a, you know, have your meal, have a workstation, have it in a corner of one part of your house, have your kids have a workstation in a different corner of their part of the house, have your spouses have workstations in opposite ends of the house so that you feel like you have some space to do other things and you're not constantly sort of having to be on top of each other. Um, talk about strategies for, you know, managing emotions as they come. So, you know, sort of bottling it and then exploding at each other, you know, which is more likely to happen during this time is not a strategy. Um, saying, you know, uh, I find this difficult or this makes me feel this way. Um, what can we do to alleviate that? Well, I know um, that. So talking, yeah. yeah, early, using I, not you, like you're this, you're that, but, you know, I feel this way. Um, talking about it early. And, um, having, you know, some playtime that, you know, that's not just we're talking about coronavirus or we're trying or we're, we're looking at our finances go down, but, you know, is, is just fun time, whatever that might be, a, a card game, have sex. That's, you know, basically intimate, fun experience together is not something that has to die because you know, this is going on yeah. and it's actually important to maintain it if you can, um, because actually it will help 
both of your moods, which actually help in the being together. Well, I have heard also that, you know, this is either going to be a Corona romance or a Corona divorce and sort of you decide kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And I, and there'll be a lot of people in between and, and, you know, this will be, this could be a difficult time for a lot of couples, but it's not going to stay this way. And that people have to try to remember that it's not going to stay this way. Um, so this is not forever. And I, I know it feels like forever at the moment. Um, but, you know, realizing that in certainly some months, this will end. And you do want to not have taken your years of relationship and torpedoed it in the meanwhile. Right. So it's worth putting in the work to think about how to make it through this time. And, and having relaxation techniques for all your family members, whether that is, you know, for some people, yoga and stretch and, you know, or the practice of mindfulness. For others who just don't do any of those things, now's a good time to start, like, you know, intermittent periods of, of slow, deep abdominal breathing or muscle relaxation or taking a warm bath. But basically, you want to find moments during the day to really relax your body, which helps you relax your mind, which helps you be less irritable, which helps you have fewer fights during this time. Exercise is another, again, could be together, could be separate, but leave the house, go for a run while socially distanced. Um, But real aerobic exercise decreases anxiety, increases mood. And again, the more that you can also do for yourself as an individual, the better for your relationships in the house, um, because frankly, you can tolerate more. Yeah, you had mentioned a couple of really great tips and also you talked earlier about the media. I mean, what do you what do you recommend in terms of how much media time you have? So I'm recommending that people turn off their phone alerts. Um, the phone alerts like ping you, yeah. uh, you know, you get the beep, you think you have a sense of dread or anxiety um, and it's just happening constantly during the day. So I really recommend uh, people turn off the phone alerts. There's very, very little in the phone alerts that you actually need to know. Um, And just check in, you know, maybe morning, maybe midday, maybe evening um, to very reliable sources that you feel that you can trust. Um, That matters because, you know, unfortunately all the mistrust right now um, is it just breeds more anxiety. So CDC.gov, the WHO site, you know, a, a major news you know, even for many people, I would say right now, actually a local news site might be better than a national news site because a lot of things are happening really in your area based on local government um, and what they've instituted or not. And that checking those not more than, you know, a couple of times a day to stay informed because doing what you need to do, what you should do, what is problem solving. So, you know, the, the hand washing, the, um, you know, the social distancing, the things that you do need to do. That's good for anxiety, actually. Um, it does give you a feel of mastery and control. But too much obsessively checking of the news tends to drive up anxiety. Yeah, so this is definitely the time to go on a media diet and just treat it as seriously as your, you know, your, what you're yeah, I don't think it has to be um, by media diet. I don't, I don't think that people should make like Jared Leto and <laughs> disappear in the in the woods for 12 days and come out and go, what happened? Um, I, I, I do think staying informed because the rules are changing right now, right? And, uh, you know, I think that one should be prepared to, you know, if you need to 
get some food or get, you know, be stocked, et cetera. If you need to, the rules are changing and you need to know what's going on so that you can prepare yourself. That's good. Um, but you don't need to look all day long, which is what a lot of people are doing, especially since they're home and have nothing going on. And having the news on in the background with children is a terrible idea. It does stoke anxiety for them. And when your children get very anxious, even if you're saying, don't worry, don't worry, but you're acting worried and the news is telling them worrisome things, then um, they will be. And kids, you know, they act out when they're anxious and fearful and, uh, and that will make it much more difficult for everybody. Now, I know you and I are based in New York City, which does not have a lot of real estate. So in terms of setting up that home office or separating from your from your loved ones, it's a little harder yeah, when you're in these small environments. Any recommendations for those of us living in a smaller uh, environment? Right. Well, it is it is harder. Uh, I can't, uh, you know, pretend it's not, but I would say that you, you can get creative. Um, I know people who literally set up a desk in their bathroom. Um, I get it. And so, you know, Good when idea. you need to use the bathroom, you come in, but otherwise it's like a separate little room, separate little space for me. And... Um, and that, then that's fine is I guess what I'm saying. I think, you know, for now, um, you know, getting, you know, if you, if you literally put up a sheet to divide the room, um, just to give you a sense of having your own space, you can wear headphones with a little soft music in it. So you don't have to listen to everything that the other person is doing or saying, um, which may get on your nerves. Uh, I think you have to create using your senses. So, you know, visually a space, from your auditory perspective, a space, and uh, and that will just help you to feel that you at least have some time of being on your own and in perhaps embedded in something else. We'll be back after this break. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Business. It's all the things that keep this world turning. And behind every one of these companies is a partner helping to keep it all moving. 
It's why the local flower shop and your favorite pizza joint, the startup in the stadium, hospitals and hotels, banks and restaurants nationwide, all choose the advanced network, cybersecurity solutions, and round-the-clock trusted partnership from Comcast Business, the company that powers more businesses than anyone else. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Restrictions apply. Call or visit ComcastBusiness.com to learn more. So now, of course, we have the kids are at home. Um, We have everyone working from home. And we know that typically women carry a double burden of caretaking in good times. Um, So what is your advice for women? Uh, How can caretakers manage stress? I mean, women are now dealing, women and men are dealing with this, but we do know that women often carry a double burden there. What is your advice for women? Well, you know, uh, these are extraordinary times and they call for extraordinary measures and no one can be uh, superhuman and do everything all themselves. So the reality is that even if this has been the case, chances are your partner's home and, um, and there, there has to be some, you know, give and take. And, uh, I, I would say, you know, don't take it all on yourself. I mean, sometimes this happens because it's been the way it's been. Sometimes this happens because it's both of your expectations. Um, but if you change your expectation, then uh, it will make it easier for him to change his expectations. <laughs> um, and so it's a matter of just sitting down and saying, you know, we're, we're all here and uh, I, I need us to sort of evenly, you know, handle what's going on. If, if one of you feels that you're so much better at managing with the children because that's how you feel, um, then maybe the other one wants to t- take over all the housework um, or, or vice versa. Or you may just find that 50-50 feels pretty good for both. Uh, most people do feel like they need a break at some point from the kids. And so I think uh, sitting down at this juncture and saying um, we both, you know, we both have things we have to get done. We both can't do them all the time with the kids in our hair all the time. So let's get creative about what we can do to set them to have some independence because that's a good thing. And for each of us to have a division of labor in terms of when they can't have independence. You know, at the end of all this, what what you're what we're really talking about has an upside, and that is that in extremely difficult times, people have the opportunity to build coping skills. And when you use a bunch of coping skills that you've developed and you get through an incredibly difficult time, at the end of that, you've essentially built resilience. Yeah, that is. That is uh, something you get to permanently own, and it is something you can take back out and use for the next whatever might come. And so I think that, um, you know, it's uh, people, if they could try to look at it that way, essentially, you are, this is not for nothing. Uh, You're going to develop some skills that are going to be good for you and your partner, but you're also going to help your kids build some coping tools. like. Right. This is, you know, we don't know this is a once-in-a-lifetime occurrence and what other difficult things will come, but life always brings difficult things. And if your kid learns, sees you model and learns how to build their own coping tools in this time, that is very good for them. Yeah, that's kind of priceless for the rest of their life. So, mm-hmm. so I, you know, I'm also very cognizant of um, people who are raising children by themselves, single moms, yeah. which there are obviously a lot. Um, yeah. Anything special that you can recommend for them? Obviously, they've already uh, have great coping skills, um, but 
but but this is an unusual challenge. It is an unusual challenge. It is harder when you're when you're doing everything on your own. Um, probably something that they've been doing intermittently or may have been doing intermittently, but if they haven't, certainly would do now is, you know, this is when it might be worth, you know, being together with another family member, a sibling, uh, an older, a parent, um, or a friend who is also a single mom. But, you know, that you're not supposed to be in big groups. But, you know, we're going to be in this for a long while. So having another person, another adult that you feel comfortable that you could live with and share the work with is not a bad thing at this time. Yeah, community is becoming so uh, apparently important, so obviously important, I should say. And, um, you know, I I feel that even though we're not physically together, I think community and reaching out with community is is changing people's lives pretty quickly right now. But I I think your point is so important that if you can build um, a smaller community right now, even an in-person community, if you need it, it's it's the time to do it. Absolutely. Um, One of the things that we stand for at Seneca Women uh, it's really based on the principles of know your power, find your purpose, and connect with others. Um, and what I've been finding personally, and I think those uh, those of us at Seneca Women have been finding, is that actually reaching out and trying to help other people is yeah. bringing a lot of peace uh, and and is a way to cope um, and bring so much positive energy. So are you seeing people uh, reacting to being useful in this moment in, in different and, and new ways? Um, very much so. I w- not in new ways in the sense that um, whenever there is, you know, real trauma and real difficulty, we could talk about a natural disaster or post 9-11 or, you know, other illnesses, um, contributing is a coping mechanism. And we know, I mean, there's lots of data that show that basically giving, you know, boosts your own mood. Yeah, it decreases your own anxiety. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So contributing is, a, a, and, and the ability to feel helpful. I think one of the most difficult things we, to go back to where you originally talked about feeling uncertainty and feeling lack of control, feeling helpless is another real difficulty in this that is stoking uh, trouble for people in terms of their mood. And the more that one is able to do to feel helpful, even if it's not directly people create, you know, collecting for donations for things that don't have, you know, to do with the virus per se, but even people who are saying, I'm going to go through my closet now because I'm stuck at home and I'm going to donate, you know, what I think I don't wear enough. Yeah. Um, yeah amazing. And, uh, you know, People who are like, I'm going to, I'm going to foster dogs because when that whole rumor went around about maybe coronaviruses in dogs, which was completely untrue, some people gave up their dogs and the foster system got overloaded. And now there are a bunch of dogs who don't have homes. And, um, and so I've seen people say, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to figure out how to walk or feed a dog or foster a dog or uh, all, all, kind, all manner of, you know, ways of contributing and helping others. And like I said, the helping others doesn't even have to be directly related to the coronavirus, but it is, it is actually a good coping tool. Well, we've tried to set up some resources on SenecaWomen.com and on our app 
um, just giving a, a list of things you can do to help help women and the greater community in this moment. So for us, it's made a big right. difference. Um, so before we go, I just want to ask you one last question. Uh, what makes you optimistic in this moment? Well, uh, what makes me optimistic is twofold. Um, we have weathered, you know, history always repeats itself. And if you, do, you know, for people who have looked back at difficult things, at the end of the day, we always do weather and come out the other end. And we're already seeing signs that that in this very specific incidents can happen, that, you know, China's no new reported cases, um, that at some point, if we do the right thing now, we will, you know, see a resolution to this at some point. Um, so obviously that gives me direct and concrete optimism. But I also feel optimism because I think it is part of human nature to um, to cope, to develop resilience, sometimes to actually be extraordinary in the face of trauma and difficulty. I see this in my practice all the time and uh, that, you know, there will be extraordinary individuals coming out of this and contributing. And uh, in that way, we will we will be for the better. Well, I cannot thank you enough for joining us. I know you have an incredibly hectic schedule during this period, and uh, I know a lot of people will benefit from hearing you. So thank you so much for joining us. You're listening to Seneca Women, conversations on power and purpose. Brought to you by the Seneca Women Podcast Network and iHeartRadio, with support from founding partner P&G. Listen to Seneca Women Conversations on Power and Purpose on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please support this podcast by telling your friends, subscribing, and rating us. For more information on Seneca Women, follow us on social media, visit our website, SenecaWomen.com, and check out the Seneca Women app, free in the App Store. Have a great day.